Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I am joined by Aishel White. When I say this woman is busy, she's a content creator of many, many platforms. She's also management for local artists around the city. All in all, um, she's an inspiration and one that I follow. So um, I'm happy and I'm proud and I'm honored. So without further ado, how you doing? I Shall? am doing fine. I am over here. Y'all can't see me, but I'm blushing because I'm learning to accept when people talk about me in such a high regard. Yeah. Well, you know, you you should be proud of the work you're doing. I, lo- I love the platforms you have set up. And, um, you know, it's it's awesome. You, you should you should you should love that. You should accept that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a work in progress. I'm here though, but it's been a work in progress. Yeah. Well, we're here to give you your roses. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you want to jump right in? Sure. Sure. All right. So, uh, where were you born? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What part? North side? North side. What part of the north side? The deep north side, the hood. The hood. Are we talking center? Locust? Talk about uh, Burleigh, Keith. Um, I lived in the projects. I mean, I've been all around the north side. Yeah. Well, you know, builds character. Definitely does. That is definitely some that can't be taught in school. <laughs> yeah. My family originates um, South Bronx. We moved here when I was like six months. So I've been raised over here my whole life. <laughs> but, you know, still when I do go back, it's it's a rough, it's a rough neighborhood. Um, but for the most part, got to love where you come from. Most definitely. I always will. Yeah. It made me. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, like, I, I, I feel like people, like, being raised in areas such as the north side or south side, south side Bronx, it gives, if someone can use that right, it gives them such an advantage in life. They experience the things others that, you know, just get the spoon in their mouth, don't, they don't experience. So, therefore, you know, you got all that wisdom, that knowledge. And like I said, it can't be taught in the, taught in the classroom. See, I want to say I have the best of both worlds because I grew up in the hood, but I went to predominantly white institutions for schooling. Yeah. Well, I did too. I went to South Milwaukee. I won't lie to you. I went to Franklin High. <laughs> See, look at that. Look at y'all, Franklin. <laughs> the Sabres. <laughs> yeah, wow, man. That's hilarious. I we were on the South Side, and then once we got to um, about ninety eight, we moved from the South Side to South Milwaukee, and that's where. I basically the rest of uh, my childhood until yeah, that was it. Yeah, 
I got the the best of both worlds. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. And didn't even have to leave for it. Yeah. So how was your how was your upbringing? Um, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. I grew up in a loving family that uh, communicated, taught me the importance of communication, taught me the importance of um, treating people how I wanted to be treated. Yeah. And um, loving people. Loving people? Well, I mean, that's always awesome. You know, love, I love people. I think, you know what I mean? Like, if we could all show the same type of love to each other, think about what this play, this world could be. If we think, like, I feel like if we think about, like, if we put ourselves in that situation before we make a judgment, and, like, how would I want somebody to treat me if I was doing something like that? I think a lot of people wouldn't do a lot of stuff. So what were um, outlets uh, growing up that you used to express yourself? Music. Music? Why Why music? Um, I grew up in a musically inclined family. Like my uncles toured um, with hip-hop. My grandmother is like a... Um, band majorette so music was always around yeah and um it was just something I gravitated towards yeah well I um I tell people this but I timeline my life around music so Celine Dion my heart will go on was the third grade (laughs) same time with Savage Garden (laughs) I I get that um but uh yeah like Music is it's so universal. It's it's literally it's therapy. It's 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 just you can absorb it and connect in it in the way you want to connect with it. And it could speak for you. Like you ever been in a relationship and like had something to say but didn't want to say it, you could put on a song that could say exactly what you wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you ever pay attention to any of the stories that I put up on <laughs> Facebook. Um, I love the words. Like, pay attention to what the words are saying. Yeah. Because that's really what the message is about behind the picture. But I love, I love like, being able to, yeah, music, man. See, that's what, like, I love. Um, I say I'm a word girl because I love words. Like, I love the marriage between words and the music. And I like to, like, understand what people are saying. Yeah. Because I can listen to me. The beats are of course, I'm a move, but if your words aren't moving me, then I'm really not a fan. Yeah. I, I mean, like, for me, yeah, this lyricism. So a lot of people, they always say J, uh, J, Jay-Z or Nas, and I'm always like Nas. Nas. And they're like, why would you say Nas? Jay-Z had all this. It don't matter. It's what Nas said. Like, it's what the words he used and yeah. how he used them. And it's literally, I'm all about lyricism. I've said this in another interview before, but... And lyricism, I love, I love. I I was just so I do karaoke. I know we're gonna get to this, but yeah. I do karaoke, um, karaoke on multiple platforms. And um, this month I'm doing love. Well, February I'm doing love, and I was like, you ever look at breakup songs from like previous to the two thousands? Yeah, like when they broke up with you. You were sitting there confused because you didn't know if you got broken up with or you were they were still in love with you. But now you know for sure that you, know you, got, sure. That you got broken up with. But it's just like even the difference in that is just like, you know, timing. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> music, music for me, like, and I'm pretty sure with you, got me through the toughest, the toughest times, times ever. in my life. You know, um, and and that's why, like, uh, I mean, for anyone who knows me, knows that I've done music in my past. I never took it to the level I should have <laughs> took it, but. It's I always, not too late. Exactly. I always think with that mind, it ain't too late. It man, it's I'm good. I'm late. I'm smooth with the words. Smooth. <laughs> I'll show you, I'll show you some stuff after the interview that I got recorded on the board. But um yeah, I love I love wordplay. I love um deep, impactful type of messages through music, and I love the art of music. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's appreciation. Who were um mentors for you growing up? Um my grandmother, um, my grandmother. Yeah. I'm saying my grandmother, and my uncles. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about your grandmother. Um, greatest woman alive. Well, she's no longer with us, but she, it was the way that she, um, she was a special ed teacher. Yeah. At Phyllis Wheatley, it doesn't exist anymore, but she yeah. teach there, and um, just the way that she cared for people, mm-hmm. even regardless of like. Other people would turn them away, but she cared for them. Yeah. And the crazy thing is my mom does the same thing, and I do the same thing. Not intentionally, but I think it's just uh, something that's it's in, in us. It's embedded in the DNA, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's a, that's a special thing. That's a beautiful thing. So, you know, kudos to you. Because, yeah, I, you know, it's a gift and a curse, my heart. You know, I love people. I say that this, I say that too. Yeah, I love people, but you you know, like it, when you gotta put your foot down and be like, yeah. why don't you just ah? Uh. Well, to to be honest with you, for the first time in my life, I've really been putting boundaries with people. Oh, uh, boundaries and, is something I learned in the last three years. Yeah, so, so it's like, um, and and the people I have put the boundaries with, they breaking. A uh, man, <laughs> well, talk about the meanest words you could say to somebody, but it, it is what it is. It's just I'm at a point in life where things are working. Yeah. And I'm not gonna change up. I'm just gonna keep doing me. So that's awesome. You had a grandmother like that. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what was her name? Edith White. This one's for you, Edith. <laughs> I just had to do that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem. Um, how about your uncles? Um, my well, one of my uncles is uh, was well, he's no longer alive. It's Dr. James G. White. He's pretty well known yeah. here in Milwaukee. And uh, my other uncle is Edwin White. Um, both uh, hip hop artists. Oh wow! And so when yeah. I was like, I'm doing music. I never wanted to be like a singer. I always wanted to be a songwriter. They was like, oh, no, you're going to learn the business of music. And I was like, eh, nah, I don't want to learn it. I just want to write it. And then I started to, like, they started to buy me books. And then my my uncle was like, you got to study Windy Day. And I was like, okay. So then I started to study Windy Day, and I was like, oh, I'm going to like this. Yeah. I remember the first rhyme I ever wrote. <laughs> it was in my... um we did a poetry segment in our class and Mr. His name's Mr. Costello. I'm still um, connected with him till this day. We go to every That's time. The, yeah. Every time the Yankees come, cause he's from Brooklyn and I'm from the South Bronx. And I always say, so, you know what I mean? That's where I was born. You know, I got my roots are there. Like I, I, 
all my family is in New York. But um, every time the Yankees come, we saw J- uh, Derek Jeter's farewell tour, me and him together. Lit. We just went recently and um, not getting off topic, but uh, right behind home plate. Thanks Lit. to my wife's job. <laughs> They raffle off tickets and Love we got them. That's yeah. lit. Yeah, yeah, man. And I, with my fifth grade teacher, you know, it's it's that that friendship, that bond. But um, yeah, he did a segment in his class with poetry, and in the fifth grade, I I wrote I wrote my first rhyme, and after that, it was kind of it was love. I read that book by Tupac, um, "Rose from the Concrete," where they have all his. What he wrote, yeah. yeah, that that was like impactful in my life. Like, holy cow! Like, it cemented. <laughs> but yeah, and so your uncles did that for you, huh? Yeah, and I, I could say thank you. Uh, they're no no longer here, but I could say thank you because um, that's literally what I do pretty much every day: yeah. business and music. Well, yeah, man. I. You know, as like, you know, I talk to you, it's and, and you know, seeing you from afar on your platforms um, and, and we're going to get to those. But, you know, having you here in person. Wow. It's deep. I am a fan. I am truly a fan. And I need you to understand this. Like it's it's awesome when someone is putting motivating, powerful content out to really reach an audience that should be receiving this, you know. It's it, it's awesome. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you your kudos again. Oh god! <laughs> Thank you. So with everything you um with the busy life you got, <laughs> what's your work ethic like? Um, I am committed to the things that I'm committed to, and the things that I don't find interesting, I don't do. Okay. Hey, gotta be yeah. I mean, you gotta keep it pushing. Keep moving forward. Yeah. It took me a minute to get there, but that's where I'm at in my life right now. That's awesome. Man. And what uh what what drives your motivation? Um I told some someone asked me the other day and I said, um, I want to be uh, remembered as someone who provided love. Okay. Someone who provided love, someone who provided a safe space where um, people could just really be themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Man, can <laughs> Man, we we need more of that in this world, man. I positivity. People might say, people might say, no, man, you need to balance it. Of course you need to balance it out, but for the most part, man, I'm all about that. Positivity, the energy, the vibes. Yeah. I mean, Moving forward, that's back to boundaries. Now yeah. I'm I'm protecting my peace. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm that's pr- the <laughs> most important. Yeah. I, I when I when I think um when I think these last three years of my life has definitely been a journey, and um I always say like I wish I had somebody. You know, like when you're growing up, it's like oh I wish somebody would have told me. I wish somebody yeah. would have said. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wish anymore. I'm going to be that person for somebody. Even yeah. if I'm just talking on any one of my platforms. Um, before I go, I say, I hope that something that I says 
you know, reaches somebody. Yeah. Man. Well, it is. It reached me. So holla. <laughs> <laughs> um, when did you start um content creating? How did that journey start off for you? When did when? Um whew. I wanna say when I was in a teenager, I guess. Okay. Teenage. You know, back in the MySpace days, and Black Planet. I used to, you know, oh, we that. had ours. We had ours. I forgot what it was. Me and mihente.com. Mihente.com. I was on it. Yeah, I used, to, I used to be on there. And, I, you know, just I like meeting people. I like meeting. I like talking. Not like weirdos, but yeah, I like meeting. I like talking to people. And then um, I went through... I'm not going to say it was an angry phase. It was a coming into myself phase. It okay. was just like, I'm just going to talk trash about everything that I ever want to talk trash about because can't nobody tell me what I can't do. So yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I found YouTube and then I just, you know, yeah, talk trash there. I talk trash on Twitter <laughs> and then, you know. Here I am today. So. Yeah, yeah, today we've, <laughs> we've turned the tables. <laughs> I left the old version back. Yeah, I don't talk trash anymore. Yeah. I talk positivity. Yeah, man, I, I totally believe in energy, and th- these past this past year and a half has definitely been about that. Protect my peace, avoid uh, push out all the toxicity, um, and just focus on me and my family. That's I'm, it. I'm married. Got four kids. I'm I'm blessed, um, and, and yeah, protecting my peace, man. Cause That's it. it. It really is. At, at the end of the day, man, if you don't got that, you got chaos. And, and a lot of people don't have that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's a conversation to be opened up. And that kind of brings me to my next question: What inspired nurturing conversations? Um, three years ago, um, I started a journey of healing and self-discovery. Um, I experienced a really bad breakup. Um, and I'm saying bad now because, you know, when you first have a breakup, you don't really like, you're still in love. You don't look at it for what it really is. Mm -hmm. And I began to, um, break down everything. I literally stripped myself of everything and, um, just went inward. I went from eight years old all the way up until now. Um, I had conversations with my parents. I had conversations with everyone I needed to have a conversation with. Yeah. And uh, I woke up and I said, I'm going to be light, love, and positivity. Mm-hmm. And I stood 10 toes down on that. Every yeah. day, if you know, when you wake up and you're like, ah. Uh, I would literally roll over, throw the cover over my head, set my alarm, and I would get up in a positive spirit, and I would uh, do a positive affirmation every day, and I would juice, and I would work out, and I was just like, the only way my life is going to change is if I change it. I can't wait for anybody else to change it, because it's only going to happen if I want it to happen. Yeah. Man. It's happening. And so when I thought about it, again, like I said, like, I wish somebody... And I was like, no, I'm going to create a safe space because people talk to me all the time. And mm-hmm. when I do talk on a podcast, I never reveal anybody else's information. I just yeah. talk about me because I had a lot of stuff happen in my life. Yeah. So I just say, you know, let's create a space for a nurturing conversation. Yeah. Man. Well, it's it's pretty powerful. 
It's, Thank you. It's powerful. Um, why is it why why is it so important? It's important because I feel like we don't talk. Mm-hmm. We assume that people know. We assume that um, people are doing okay. Yeah. Um, especially given that we are in the third year of a global pandemic, we just assume like, oh, I see you, you're smiling, you're okay, but people are really hurting. Yeah. People are really um, dealing with things that they never share with anybody. They are really like struggling to feel validated, to feel love. And for me, it's just like if I could just come and say, I love you. Maybe no one told you that today. I love you. I do love you. I want the best for you. I want you to look at yourself in the mirror. One of the things I realized as I was talking on Nurturing Conversations, people don't look at themselves in the mirror anymore. No. No. Yeah. Wow. When we were growing up, like, we looked in the mirror all the time. I'm mm-hmm. beautiful. You're smart. Look at you. Yeah. You know, we, like, most people just look in the mirror now. It's like, yeah, I'm flying and it's out the door. But it's like, you don't look at yourself in the mirror. You don't really take that moment to embrace you, all of you. Yeah. And and I, holy cow, did you just <laughs> drop like bombs right now? Like that was powerful what you just spoke. And, and it's so true on so many levels, you know. That was in part why I started this platform. Yeah. We need we need people to speak. You people need to hear stories like yours. Yeah. Stories like others that have come on to my platform, like it needs to be heard because they're as valid as anyone else's. Yeah. And, you know, we live in a, and right now it's so chaotic in the world. Yeah. And if there's one thing I can show my, my children, this is it. This is, this is it. I show them examples of what success is. You know, there's many versions to success, many definitions, but I can show them this. Yeah. Don't ever doubt yourselves. Don't ever, don't ever think you're not worth it. You listen to these interviews, you'll walk away with something. Yeah. And that's why with my grandmother, it was like she, she taught me to love myself. She taught me to, you know, believe in myself. And then, yeah. you know, life happens and then it's like you got to find that person. You mm-hmm. know, like you, like a loving and caring person and then you've been through a lot of stuff in life and so you become hard and jaded and then at the core, you really are a nice person. you just been downtrodden and people just taking advantage of you. And you really want to be that nice person. You just got to find your way back. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I'm so happy we made this happen. Hey, I'm over here trying to hold my tears back, but I'm pretty sure before this is over with, it's going to happen. Oh, you good. You good. Um, music is a big part of who you are. Definitely. So you, you also have another platform, Melanated Musicology. Yes. And what inspired that? Um. First, wait a minute. What is it? And then what inspired it? Okay. Melanated Musicology is a podcast that gives music creatives, parents of music creatives, or people that's just interested in the music business, one minute, 60 seconds, sometimes less, yeah. um, tidbits on information about the music industry. Wow. 
and I thought um, I had the idea where I only want to do 60 seconds and people were like, you can't do that because podcasts got to be. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's going to it's going to pop off. Yeah. And so I didn't really tell anybody that I was going to do it. It actually happened. It actually came about during the pandemic. Like you ever you ever have things that you want to do, but you're like. Uh, I'm not really sure if I can do them, but I know that mm-hmm. I can do them. And I was like, well, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm not going to tell anybody that I'm doing a podcast, but I'm going to s- talk to people that already do podcasts. Mm-hmm. And out of all the people that I talked to, only one person was like, that is the greatest idea ever. Do mm-hmm. it. And I was like, thank you. And then I did it. And then I didn't tell anybody. And um, it started to, you know, you go and check the numbers. It's like, wait, who is listening to this? Like, why are you listening to this? Yeah. How did you find this? And then um, last year I got nominated for Best in Milwaukee. There you, <laughs> there we, there we go. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's just pretty dope. So I'm bringing it back. You um, got nominated from podcast best. Yeah, I know. What what was the platform? Shepherds. Um. Yeah. Shepherds Express. Yeah. There we uh, go. In the company of some really great oh, for sure. podcasts that like promote a lot. I don't promote anything. Well, you got um you Geek got set. you got Geek Set, you got um Shoopy and Abraham. <laughs> you got man, there's a I quite a few that yeah, were big I was hitters. Like some good company. I just It's just like wow. Um tch, all those big names. Yeah. And she n- <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Well, I heard about I heard about um Shepherd's Express this year. So um definitely um next year. Next year, yeah. Gonna do my little campaign, but I'm happy. I'm happy that, you know. That recognition is there. So melanated musicology, man. I need. I want. I want to get on. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So, uh, what I want to do for come, I'm bringing it back for season number two. That was season number one, though. Season number two, I want to do. I'm still going to do the 60 seconds or less podcast yeah. episode, and then I'm going to interview people on my Twitch. Okay. So. That's I'm awesome. I definitely. I, let me talk to the person that's booking people out. I'll yeah. get you in there. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what type of impact do you hope to to leave with this platform? Um, I hope to inspire music creatives to think beyond today. There you go. I hope to inspire them to think long term, um, to think about future generations. You know, like everyone is like, oh, we got to teach generational wealth. But I don't think music artists understand that one song can outlive them and their kids, kids and their kids, kids. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's the I'm just going to say that that's the saddest thing, because it really is one hit song of the day. The royalties off that that song could take care for forever, ever. And many artists have more than one song. Yeah. It's crazy. The person I like to use, she's one of my favorite singers or songwriters, is Dolly Parton, right? Yeah. 
So, you know, a lot of people didn't know that Dolly Parton wrote I Will Always Love You. Mm-hmm. They thought Whitney Houston wrote it. Wow. Yeah, that was Dolly Parton. So Dolly Parton wrote that song in like the end of the 60s, 70s, right? So um, that song has crossed over multiple genres. It's been in all kinds of movies and everything. 26 other people have sung that song and got all kinds of awards and everything. And Dolly Parton still owns <gasps> that song. What? She still owns it. Wow. And that's just one song in her 900. That's how it shows you how much I really like Dolly Parton. She has 978 plus songs in her catalog. That she owns all the royalties to? And Elvis tried to get the song from her. She said no. Wow. And that was like the 60s. Again, that's what I'm saying. It's 60s, 70s. We are in 2023. Mm Mm-hmm. She's been getting paid for decades. And then you got to think about it. It was like eight tracks, CDs, and it's like, now it's like streaming. And that's why I think about like all of my favorite artists who were streaming back or who were recording back in the days, like, how are they getting paid now? Yeah. (laughs) Because their contracts, I'm sure it didn't include streaming, so. No, and, and that's how they, they switch it up in the fine print of the contract. Yeah. And that's how you get muffled out of your, man. I mean, I think artists now, as far as labels go, you don't need them. I, I, um, <clears throat> I personally feel like if music artists or music creatives really wanted to, they could really change the course of the music industry. Oh, definitely. I, for me, you know, seeing um, Lucas Joyner, he's he's someone who's independent. He doesn't, and, and, and he's one of my favorite uh, lyricists, uh, rappers. He made the song ADHD. That song with Logic I'll tell anyone who's listening to this right now, go look up that song. And, you know, holy, you know, to be able to speak that freely behind your music, that's a big thing. Having a message. like That goes back to what I said at the beginning. If you don't have a message. Yeah. (laughs) Man. Even like, so I be telling, I tell people like, you think about the music industry, like there's a lot of money in the music industry. But the people who should be getting the money aren't. Aren't, yeah. And then and a lot of people that get the money don't even do music. And and then the saddest part is like even some of these NBA players, you know, they're broke. Yeah, yeah. I, I, years after their their run is done, it's like they're broke. Yeah. Like it's it it teaches you learn 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 what you're doing. Learn, learn the business, learn, learn the, financial literacy, learn how to maintain. Because you talking about Dolly Parton, all those songs are assets of hers that yeah. are generating <laughs> cash flow. They're generating Dolly Lane. Mm-hmm. I went in a, a grocery store and she has cake. She has cake and frosting. Wow. I said, wait, is that Dolly? That's Dolly Parton on a cake box and frosting. Dude, oh my God, Dolly! What? 
Dolly the woman. She an icon, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, well, music. You manage artists. I have. I am. See, okay, here's the thing. Um, when it comes to management, I have a complete understanding, a different understanding mm-hmm. than most people do. When I think of management, I think of time management. I think of um, making sure that your overall being mm-hmm. is managed. Because if you're an artist and you do music, you could do that in your sleep. But if you're overall being, if you're not sleeping, if you're not eating well, if you're not, you're not healthy, I mean, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot with what you're trying to do. Yeah. You know, you got to go on stage and do 30 minutes if you can't yeah, last definitely. 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's about... So, I mean, I get it. I can do um, booking of shows. I can put together press kits. I can do all of that. But me, personally, I, mm-hmm. I'm more so about making sure that your personal is fine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we work on your music. Because your music is already great. But if your personal... um life mm-hmm. isn't it's not going to uh well the home base the, yeah. the whole home your base foundation foundation yep yeah, yeah your foundation has to be solid so i do i have managed artists i have made sure that you know their careers um their foundation was solid yeah um but i will say i that wasn't something that i was really um hold heartily in yeah just because of my interpretation of it. And so I um I did it, but it wasn't something I was wholeheartedly in. Wow. You um one of the when I first started following you, you you did this this um was it week by week of self love? Yeah. Um let's talk about that. Cause that was inspiring, and that's really what I was like. Yeah, okay, we got to make this happen. Yeah. So okay. So, um, when you have, um, when you have your life flipped upside down. Yeah. Um, and you're a fighter. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody has fight in them. Yeah. Some people are just not. Um, some people just don't have that, like, it's okay to fight. You mm. you could fight. Yeah. Um, but I'm a fighter. I've been fighting <laughs> for as long as I can remember. And I knew that I wanted to stop carrying around baggage. Baggage from my childhood, baggage from teenage, baggage from college, baggage from previous relationships. I was just tired of carrying around baggage. And for me, the thing that I learned when I was growing up was my grandmother taught me, however you feel, talk about it. Yeah. If it makes other people uncomfortable, long as you're not intentionally making them uncomfortable, talk about it. Yeah. And so as I began my journey of healing and self-discovery, I just began to talk about it. And you know, like uh, my first instance was I went back to when I was eight years old. I was eight and I, um, I went back to when I was eight and the feelings, the emotions, everything that I felt, it overwhelmed me mm-hmm. and it overwhelmed me. So where I was just like, you know what? You're safe. You are okay. You are a grown woman. 
you are fine. And then it was just like the process of that for me was like freeing. It was like I held on to that eight-year-old person for all of my life. And it was just like, you ever see like an angel, like when it's like, I, it's okay for you to go. Yeah. And the, and it just goes and it's just like, I felt free. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, let's walk. And so I walked from eight all the way back until the age that I am now. And I released everything. I talked to my parents because of what I realized is that, um, I felt abandoned and rejected by my parents. Yeah. So the abandonment and rejection that I felt from my parents caused me to seek validation from places and people that, you yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it was just like my life was the way it was. And then it was just like I don't want to do that anymore. Wow. Wow. I just want to say right now, um, you are beautiful Thank you. and you are worth it. Thank you. And that, you know, one of the things that I love about your platforms is it's a lot of that positive talk. And again, no one talks about it. And I want you to understand I was truly inspired by, by you putting up those pictures of you and, and embracing who you are and embracing the woman you've become and embracing, you know, just that strength from within. Because most people don't have, most people don't have that. So it really touched me in a place where it's like, for years, I, I literally seek validation and I'd always say, no, I don't need your validation, but I did. Yeah. And this like I said, this last year and a half, there's been so, so much, and I finally let go of that. Oh, it's so free. And it's, it's, it's like there's, oh. yeah, it's there, it's done. It's done. For all those that had their, their, their oh. chains on me and their, their grasp on me, you had me. And yeah. you, you had something, some, you know, something great. It's done. I used to, so when I when I thought if you're wondering what he's talking about, it's the thirty nine days of smiles. Yeah, I literally went from the time when I was a baby to like I, you know, they say you can't remember anything when you're a baby, but I remember a lot of things from when I was a baby. The craziest thing is I can remember every negative thing that ever happened to me in my life. Yeah, and so every smile that I uploaded, I released a part of me. And yeah. <laughs> On the last day, I uh, I sat and cried. Yeah. Because it was so, it was so, it was like, you needed to do this. It's about time that you did this. We were trying to get you to do this earlier, but, you know, life. And it was just like, no, I'm ready now. Yeah. And, you know, you hold on to that one day. Will mm. you let me get to this one day? Yeah. You're yeah. going to see me. Yeah. You see me right now, but you let me get to this one day, or you gonna see me. And and yeah, that that was that was powerful, and that really moved me. And yeah, I saw that, and I'm just like, wow, the strength. So yeah, I I take so much from that, and even in that time, it's 
you know, like I said, letting go of all that and, and just, you know, setting the boundary and telling, hey, it's no more. I'm not tolerating it. I know what I want out of life. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to smile. I'm going to smile. And if you are uncomfortable with my smile, that's when you look in the mirror yep. and smile. Yeah. Why don't I smile? Mm. I got a nice smile. Yeah. What is keeping me from smiling? Yeah. It's hey. I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> How do you say uh, Milwaukee is attributed to your success? Um, I I was raised in situations that helped me to build tough skin. Yeah. It helped me to uh persevere. Like persevere is one of my favorite words. It helped me to persevere over a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things. It showed me that um, anything I put my mind to, I can actually do. Yeah. It, and it, it's so true. And and like today, what what's been going on? Um, finally, being able to tell myself that we're gonna make this happen. All the things I ever wanted to do when I was younger, but I was so scared of what others thought. I used to want to act in high school, but I didn't want to be labeled. So yeah, here I am. So um, I said I was when I was younger. I was like, I'm gonna make music for movies. I love movies and I love scores, and I was like, I'm gonna do that. And then during the pandemic, I got a phone call. I was like, Hey, um. You want to score a documentary? I was like, you know, for a minute, I was like, eh, uh, mm. and I was like, yes, I want to score a documentary. Yeah. And um, had the opportunity to score Growing Up Milwaukee. Okay. Um, and it was in five film festivals, won an award, and it is currently streaming on HBO Max. Growing Up Milwaukee. Yep. Well, First you, time ever scoring, ever. Can, can I tell you something? Tonight I'll be watching that movie. I was going to ask, what's your highlights? I mean, there's <laughs> one right there. <laughs> and I did it in a pandemic, though. Like, I literally, I, when I, I'm telling you, like, I have this, like, I'm going to go on this journey of healing and self-discovery, and when I come on the other side of this, oh, I'm going to be dangerous. I'm already dangerous. Yeah. You... But when I come out on the other side of this, when I find out, when I get to the core of who yeah. I am, and get rid of all of the toxic stuff that mm-hmm. was placed upon me. Oh, I'm, mm. yeah. So I'm in that season right now. And I said to myself, I'm going to do everything I ever wanted to do. So you already talked about two of the podcasts I have. Yeah. I'm doing everything. Yeah. And that, that's uh, that's why I brought that up. Because not right now, I'm, I'm uh, got a lead in a short film right now that I'm doing. Dope. Um. You know, that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, who knows? You might hear some music from me. I got I got the pieces in the places where they need to be. So it's like, why, why not? Why not? Um, but it's it's definitely that that's what this life needs to be about. That's what I think people need to. That's what I feel. Right. Yeah. I feel like we were going in such a direction that life was just like, hey. I'm a reset. I'm a reset everybody. I'm a reset everything. This is your perfect opportunity to do that thing that you've always wanted to do. I mean, what's going to stop you? Yeah. 
I, man, and, and you know, it's just, I hate that there's a block. Yeah. And it stands in front of everyone. But once you get past it, boy, is it, is it joyous. <laughs> I will tell you, I'm having the time of my life. Of your, I know, because I'm having the time. Uh, yeah. Anything I decide, uh, I'm going to do, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Man, so um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Traveling the world. Traveling the world, telling people about the business of music and enjoying life. Yeah. That's that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about it. Uh, but hell yeah, manifest that and, and you embrace that. And I mean, I wake up every day and I put on a, a motivation video. Oh, I make motivation. See, to send me over some because I'll, be, yeah, morning time. That's that's literally I got morning uh, motivation. I got night motivation. I'm I'm going to be in March. I'm going to uh, release my guided mo- motivation. <laughs> oh, we got gems. We got <laughs> gems. I'm telling you, when I say light, love, and positivity, I meant that from yeah. the bottom of my heart. There you go. What are you dropping? Say it again. I want to hear guided meditation. Guided meditations. See, and that's different. That's awesome. You know, and, yeah, I start off my day, and I I literally, that's, like, the biggest, that's the biggest thing. You know, I realized, um, uh, okay, so on the journey of healing and self-discovery, I keep saying that because I want you to know that you can go on a journey of healing and self-discovery. I think everybody should take that journey. It's not going to be easy, but you should definitely take it. Um, I began to notice birds. Okay. I began to notice birds and squirrels and rabbits and spiders. And like, I feel like I was so busy. I was busy doing things, but I was so busy where I didn't even take the time to admire the beauty of life. Okay. I was so busy, worried about things that I couldn't change and then I would look at a bird and I would look at a squirrel and I'd just be like, man, you just fly fly around and fly down and pick up food and you go away. Yeah. You, you it's, it's, it's studying those mannerisms of, of, of just, you know, what happens when you actually sit down? You ever wonder those people in New York, right, go to Central Park and they strictly go there just to watch bird yeah. watch? It's so and you, yeah. calming. It is. I, I bet it is. Like, and just think, no one thinks about it until they actually do it. So that's when I said, when I started like freeing myself of like the things, like I literally said it felt like an elephant had been lifted off of my chest. Yeah. And then when like, even a lot of the topics I talk about on Nurturing Conversations, like people were like, why would you say that? And I was like, because somebody needs to say it. Yes. Someone needs to stop. Yeah, someone needs to. Someone needs yeah, to say it. it. If no one ever says it, people are still going to walk around here holding things in, and then they're going to get in relationships. They're going to go become parents, and no one's ever going to tell them it's okay to let it go. And now you're passing that on to the next generation. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> Bless your heart for real. It's serious. Those are the the raw thing, like a conversation like this, raw authenticity. I've had people try to tell me how to talk to my guests, 
And I look at them and I'm like, this isn't your lane. You don't you don't understand what goes up in my head. Right. And the the fact of the matter is this is what people needs to hear. They need to hear these stories. They need to hear these people and their trials and tribulations and the and the curves in the road. They need to hear that because yeah. it's gonna it's gonna if if it doesn't reach them, it's gonna reach someone else. It's gonna reach someone. Yeah. So I, I will say, yeah. What advice would you give content creators? And then what advice would you give someone about self-love? Content creators, I will say, um, I know everybody's taking it comfortable in front of the camera or, you know, most people like to wait till they have like the big cameras and the big lights or whatever. I still shoot with my iPhone. I actually just upgraded from iPhone 8 Plus to uh, <laughs> iPhone 13 Pro Max. Yeah. But I shoot with my my iPhone. That's like all of my videos, everything you, mm-hmm. all the content, iPhone. Um, I would say build a community. That's the thing that I realized um, that I have, that was my, my thing, mm-hmm. is building communities. I have a community on TikTok. I have a community on YouTube. Granted, some of the people are, are across all the platforms, but I have a, a different community. My Twitch community right now is lit. Yeah, there you <laughs> it's, go. It's lit. But I would encourage you to find that thing that is authentically you. Find that thing that you wake up every day and you want to do it, but you can't do it because you don't have the finances for it. Stop giving yourself an excuse and do it. Yeah, and as far as self love, go on a journey of healing and self discovery. There is something that happened in your life that caused you not to be acceptable, accept who you are. Yeah, man, man. You know when you were giving me those accolades at the beginning, um, I realized on this journey of healing and self-discovery that I never celebrated any of my accomplishments in my life. Oh. Never. I've done a lot of things. I made history two times in one year, like legit history. Um, and I never celebrated it. And then I, I asked myself why it's actually happened on one of my podcasts, on the nurturing conversation podcast. And I was like, I was, um, I always felt like the people around me, now this is not to say that the people around me weren't doing anything, Yeah. but I always felt like, um, because I grew up in the hood and I went to predominantly white schools and they were like, oh, you talk proper. And it was always that. And it was like, well, I don't want them to like feel bad. You know, because when you celebrate things, people will be like, Mm -hmm. oh, you think you're better. And it's like, well, I don't think I'm better. I'm just, you know, actually doing stuff. So I dimmed my light. I dimmed my light so it was like a little flicker. And then on this journey of healing and self-discovery, I was like, I know what I got to do. I got to turn my light up. And so every podcast, every video, I'm like, hey, I'm turning my light so bright where either you're going to come and stand in the light with me or you're going to go into the darkness. Okay. That's what it is. Turn up the light. We need more people to turn up their light. If we shine light, 
and more people be positive and more people spread love, we yeah. can change some stuff. That's, man, thank you. You're welcome. I, I sincerely mean that. Thank you for coming on here. Just giving that, <laughs> those vibes, that's, that's, that's what it's about. So I appreciate you. Um, thank you for having me. No, I, this is truly, truly an honor. Like you have coming on here and just bringing the, this type of energy that is just fulfilling. I, I love it. Like I get excited off of that. Like it's, it's something that one, like we said again, like people need to hear. Yeah. And two, it's just, it's, it's a good feeling. It's a great feeling. Yeah. So with that being said, um, how can people um, reach you? What platforms are you on? This is the time where you, <laughs> you, you, we shout out. We got it. <laughs> Listen, I'm on every platform that every music creative creative should be on. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitch. I'm on you now. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. Um, Shell's Closet, Midwest Hummingbird. I'm everywhere. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I thank you again. <laughs> and um this this has been a this has been a, a nurturing conversation for me. <laughs> this has been a spearhead nurturing conversation. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, I uh I appreciate you coming on and um thank you. All right, let's get it. Bam. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you.